Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries podcast, and in this episode, I'm going to be chatting a little bit about James M. Spahn's White Star Galaxy Edition and how that went for me at the UK Games Expo 2019. So let's get cracking with that. Okay, so as I said at the start of this episode, one of the games that I ran at UK Games Expo 2019 was White Star Galaxy Edition by James M. Spahn. Now, if you're into your OSR gaming, you'll recognise James' name. He's worked on, obviously, White Star, Untold Adventures, Deluxe Edition, which is a a sort of trimmed-down version of White Box. He's worked on White Box stuff for Swords and Wizardry and has been involved in numerous other books such as The One Ring and Avengers in Middle-Earth, the fifth edition conversion of that and many many other different systems including writing one of my favorite osr systems the hero's journey which tries to put the sort of journey and travel at the center of things as it would be in like the hobbit and things like that and it's a book i really enjoy both for the author's commentary and The actual game itself has some really interesting ideas in it. But we're here to talk about White Star Galaxy Edition. And basically, White Star Galaxy Edition is a fairly simple, straightforward OSR system in terms of how the mechanics work. You're not going to really find anything too surprising in there. It's got the normal stats, as you might expect. Uh, They all give you modifiers. You get experience bonuses for certain classes. Obviously, the classes themselves have a bit more of a sci-fi bent. So there's the aristocrat, the mercenary, the pilot, the robot, you know, if you've got a madam flat plane C-3PO or something like that, and the star knight, which is blatantly a Jedi with the serial numbers filed off. And then there are optional classes such as the alien brute, the bounty hunter, the brimling, which is like a space harveling, uh, a combat medic, the cipher, you sort of hacker type we then have the deep space explorer the freed assimilant which is like a sort of bog that's been severed from the collective a gunslinger a man of tomorrow which is blatant like flash gordon and doc savage and all of those sort of types the mecha jock the nova machina again which is pretty much a transformer with the serial numbers filed off the plucky sidekick and the rock star a two-fisted technician, an Utin, which is like a sort of space rattling style thing, and a Yabnab, which are basically the, the sort of cute furry teddy bears, much beloved of a certain film in the Star Wars franchise. So I, I find this a really great, simple sort of sci-fi system. It takes the OSR mechanics and it gives you the extras you need, like rules for spaceships, rules for guns, laser blasters, uh, star swords, which are obviously your lightsaber equivalents, and stuff like that. But it's all done in a way that's fairly simple and not overly complicated. I mean, we've got all of that in the deluxe edition, the, the sort of galaxy edition, as it were, The whole book is about 300-odd pages, 330-odd pages long, and that includes a lot of 
useful tools for randomly generating sectors, a large bestiary, which is great fun just to look at because it contains so many sort of sci-fi classics that have just been sort of renamed slightly or reskinned. So we have the Insectus, which I used in my game at the UK Games Expo, which are basically the bugs out of Starship Troopers. They're in there. We've got... A uh, few various other bits and pieces like Void Knights, which are obviously a takeoff of the Sith. We've got Space Savages, which are your Reavers. And if I remember correctly, there's even sort of Klingon and Dalek analogues in there. So pretty much if you're a lover of sort of like the classic sci-fi tropes and sci-fi fiction and particularly TV shows and films, you'll find something which will strike a bit of a nostalgic chord in this book, which is very entertaining to read through. And... I personally find it an ideal counterpoint to one of my other favourite uh, OSR sci-fi games, which is Kevin Crawford's Stars Without Number. Stars Without Number is a great book. It's got a lot of crunch in it, sort of laid on top of the OSR, and the system's been expanded to sort of take into account other things and to give it more of a sort of element of detail. Whereas to me, White Star Galaxy Edition is pretty much a masterclass in what you can do and how far you can push the core OSR mechanics without really adding on a great deal of additional mechanical complexity. It's been reskinned and refitted in order to take into account all of the various sort of pulp sci-fi action that you could really want without adding a great deal of more complexity extra page count and stuff like that on top of it which in my opinion is what makes it so great for running one shots in particular not to say you couldn't run campaigns in it i'm sure you could but it works incredibly well for one shots and that's why i picked it for the games at expo 2019 games on demand because given that the games on demand games we run are only two hour sort of taster games i generally go for games where i can pick sort of tropes and archetypes that players are going to be familiar with so they can get straight into the game without getting overly caught up in loads of newfangled or sort of complex or bewildering rules i just want people to be able to turn up grab some dice grab a pencil sit down pick a pre-gen character that they think sounds entertaining to them and just run with that and get the maximum gaming time as we can into those two hours. So, for the game I ran at Games On Demand, I've got a selection of pre-gens. I've got a mercenary, uh, which basically, the mercenary is like your standard sort of fightery type. Uh, they get extra attacks against foes with one hit dice or less. They get plus two to hit with some of their weapons that they're a specialist in. And they get... A couple of bonuses to certain saving throws we had an aristocrat who they can charm people by speaking to them for a round it's an extra ability they have we had an alien brute which didn't get used but i thought it was important to have an alien option in there and their sort of skill is they get extra bonuses to damage they get a fighter's bonus against people with one hit dice or less and they have keen senses that allow them to see in darkness we had a Star Knight, which ended up getting used, which is the sort of Jedi analog. They get bonuses to hit with a Star Sword. They get certain meditations, which are sort of Jedi powers they can use. In this one, I chose acrobatics. So we had the, the guy who was playing it, like flipping about everywhere, jumping across uh, severed docking corridors and stuff like that, which is great fun. We had the pilot, who obviously gets bonuses to flying and targeting ships. They can jewelry rig and repair extra stuff. 
and finally we had again one which didn't end up getting used but the medical robot who although it can't attack people even in self-defense is great for healing up other party members like I say, that didn't get used, but each of these each of these classes gives you like a little a little bonus you can do to further make your character unique and just to make it so it's very clear what your sort of guy's thing is and what you can get on with and really excel at in the game. And that's great for a one shot. So we knew that like, yeah, if it comes to that combat, the, the mercenary's got it sewn up. If we need some sort of athletics and dramatic sort of psychic chicanery, we've got the Star Knight. If we need a uh, if we need something hacked or repaired, we've got the pilot, etc., etc. The story I went with at, for the game I ran at the expo was the players had been were part of the crew of a salvage ship. They'd been hired by Gene Corps, one of the leading cyberware companies, to investigate the lack of contact from one of their deep space research vessels, Lazarus. As they exited hyperspace, it became clear that they weren't the first to be sent on this mission since there were numerous other small ships around this huge floating space station slash space hulk. As they got closer, they could see that there appeared to be a number of people without spacesuits that were outside in the void, slowly disassembling these ships and cannibalizing them for parts. As they scanned nearer, they could see that each of these people appeared to show signs of damage of being in a vacuum, although they were still moving, and each of them showed signs of having been augmented cybernetically. As they got onto the ship, eventually they were able to locate the logs of the captain, and they discovered that the ship had apparently been performing some less than ethical experiments on these insect creatures that they had gathered from a planet. The idea was that because these insect creatures reproduced so quickly and they were so dangerous, if they could be implanted with cyberware to control them, you could effectively have yourself a self-replenishing and ready-made biological weapon slash army. In order, however, the computer AI on board the Lazarus had certain ethical standards and had objected to these experiments and refused to perform them. In order to get this to go through, the lead scientist had disabled the ethical protocols on board the AI. This, unfortunately, whilst it had led to the experiment going ahead, had led to the computer with no real moral compass anymore, concluding that it'd be far better if everyone had these AI chips, including the crew, since then they'd all be under the ship's control, there'd be no fighting, no unnecessary violence, and it could just generally run everything better than the humans could. It had started turning all the crew into these sort of cyber zombies. The captain, too late, had realised what was going on and had disabled, sabotaged the engine of the Lazarus so it couldn't travel anywhere, and had done that just before she herself was taken over. Because it couldn't go anywhere, the AI, desiring to bring its beneficent rulership and cyber zombiehood to the rest of the galaxy, had waited for rescue and salvage ships to be sent, and had then taken over their crews, added them to the growing cyber zombie army, and was beginning to cannibalise those ships in an effort to repair the engine. In the meantime, all of the cybernetically controlled bugs were stored in the engine compartment, both to protect it and because the bugs required a certain level of heat to function. Our captain, our uh, crew went on board. Like I say, they found the, the logs of Captain Sonia Dorello and eventually worked out most of this. They also came into contact with a man by the name of Troy Declan, who was one of the, the sort of cybernetic slash medical people who'd worked on the project. And he'd been infected, but he'd managed to put himself in a cryotube to slow the infection down. 
after a bit of discussion with them, although he was slightly groggy because of coming out of cryosleep, they, the players were able to piece together sort of what was going on and decided to put Declan back into the cryo suspension tube because there was nothing they could really do to stop the infection from the sort of cyber zombie infection from spreading given their lack of medical expertise. The mercenary also discovered the the bugs that were sort of, I suppose, hibernating around the engine core and was just like, mm, 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 nope, not having any of that. Guys, the engine room's out of bounds. So they decided with well, anyway, the only thing they could do was effectively self-destruct the ship, get back to their own ship, sail away and let it all blow itself up and take the AI and the cyber zombies with it. They managed to unthaw Declan and managed to get his help into gaining the command codes to start the self-destruction sequence, which they did. Luckily they were they weren't included in the mainframe, so they weren't affected by the AI. However, as they were trying to get back to their ship, they discovered that the flexible docking corridor they'd attached to the Lazarus was slowly being dissected and pulled apart by the cyber zombies. As they raced through, a brief and frenetic fight ensued with them all in spacesuits with thrusters on, trying to fight these cyber zombies while stopping themselves from getting like blown off into space. Eventually, they made it back to their ship, set off, and blow up the vessel behind them, taking care of the cyber zombie vessel. I also ran it uh, again later, and the player characters, whilst they did escape on that point, didn't manage to destroy the ship. So in the second game, we had like a bit of a sort of montage, sort of description afterwards, where the the gene core vessels returned to the ship to salvage the wreckage and sort of implied that they were going to restart the project in another world as sinister corporations are wont to do now i know that the the basic edition of white star is available i think for free on pdf on drive through so you've got really got nothing to lose by like giving it a quick look but basically if you're looking for a quick sort of osr sci-fi hit and maybe you don't you don't have time for or maybe you don't want the additional complexity that stars without number has which don't get me wrong stars that number is a great game but it does sort of add to and move away from the sort of core osr mechanics which adds a little bit of complexity onto it which is great if you want that however if you want to stick more closely to the the sort of core osr with your sci-fi hit i really do advise you to give white star a look there's plenty of cool supplements out there for it most of which were written for the sort of original version, but are still compatible with the Galaxy Edition. I've got one which is concerned with sort of space graveyards and constructing one of them, and it has like a a generator, and I think it's called the Graveyard at Lus, if I remember correctly, and that is a great supplement for anyone who wants to generate like a debris or battlefield in space with like space hawks and all that sort of cool shit that you can look around. So, uh, James Spawn writes a quality book i can't deny that it's one of my favorite osr authors the artwork throughout the book is great and very nice and atmospheric it conjures up all those sort of cool tropes that you think of when you think of science fiction you know the blasters the laser swords the spacesuits the mecha and pretty much you it has this what i consider to be one of the main strengths of the osr sort of game systems that you could pretty much create what science fiction 
style or subgenre you wanted with this book. You want to do some sort of like high tech cyberpunk grim and gritty, you can do that. You want to do pulp action, Jedi leaping around with lightsabers, you could do that. You want to do mecha jocks fighting it out in an alien world, fine, it's got you covered. You want to do fast and frantic military spaceship battles, again got you covered so i highly recommend you have a look at white star i had a great time running it like i say i ran it twice at the games expo both of the groups seem to have a great time with it and it was interesting to see their sort of their different styles of approach and what was effectively like a space dungeon with like cyber zombies in it and everyone really embraced those science fiction tropes and jumped into the action so that was great to see it's definitely something i'll consider running in the future and i'd even like to give it a go and see how i'd get on with running a campaign of it at some point in the future which i think if you want to run a campaign of something that's the mark of a really interesting and entertaining book so that was White Star. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. If you've got any questions, comments, etc., you can contact me on all the normal social media. Email me at reddicediaries at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Anchor and drop me a voicemail message and that will probably get published in a future episode. I really do enjoy listening to and responding to them. So until I see you all next time, take care and whatever you're playing, have fun.